the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed it is. And hour number two is underway. Apologies. We're going to forego the, tra- for, uh, rather, the traditional Reagan open at the top of this hour on this Tuesday, the ninth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2021, so that we can dive right into our next conversation with our next guest. By the way, keep dialing during the interview that I'm about to conduct uh, as the preborn campaign only goes through today. And uh, we're only live until 11 o'clock, so you've got to make that phone call. Uh, to 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. This is just a one-day donor campaign to support the pre-born ministry to provide ultrasounds to young women and girls, in some cases, who are in very desperate situations and they don't know what to do. And the fact of the matter is, Scott has been telling us all morning long, ultrasounds and listening to babies' heartbeats saves babies' lives. And that's what you will be uh, funding uh, when you call that phone number and go onto the website, whkradio.com. Save babies' lives. That's what it is all about. Now, I want to talk about the end of what I hope will be the end of D.I.E. And I continue to call it D.I.E. rather than D.E.I. because that is exactly what it does. It causes the death of freedom. It causes the death of intellectual honesty. Diversity, inclusion, and equity is destroying public education and dividing this country. There are two professors, as I've been talking about, who are doing everything they can to provide a counter framework to D.I.E. And that is M.F.E., which are three things that used to drive this country. Merit fairness and equality they are very very different than diversity and equity and inclusion or inclusion and equity as i say joining us now is one of the two professors behind this uh professor dorian abbott of the university of chicago uh worked on this with professor ivan marinovich if i'm saying that correctly from stanford university professor abbott it's good to have you here in cleveland how are you sir great thanks for having me it's a pleasure. Thank you. You know, it's so funny. Uh, we had this interview scheduled, and I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while now, ever since I read your uh, uh, op-ed for uh, for Newsweek. But this morning on Fox News, there was um, an MIT alum who was announcing that he and apparently several other, maybe even hundreds of alums, are going to stop their gift-giving to their alma mater at MIT because of what MIT did to you. By uh, by canceling you in a planned address that you were going to give, a very prestigious one, simply because you had the gall to promote uh, your your framework here called uh, merit, fair, fairness, and equality. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So I think the most important thing to note about that is that alumni have power in this situation. And so, if you're listening to this, you can go to your university and say, "I'm not going to give unrestricted gifts. I'm not going to just give you money." to then counteract my values. So 
these are the things I believe in, and I want you to uphold them if I'm going to continue giving. If you get together a group of people, you can make a difference. No question. No question about it. Particularly, you know, you know, it's funny, as we get into MFE, which is what I want to talk to you about, um, I, I was just riffing uh, before the commercial break at the top of the hour, the news break. You know, I wonder if MIT, which is one of the most prestigious institutions in America, certainly the most prestigious technological in, in, institution, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, it's, it's very hard to get in. It's, it's got a very, very stringent admissions policy. You have to be among the best of the best to qualify to go to MIT. I wonder, since they canceled you for promoting merit and fairness and equality, if they will now be opening their doors to students with a 24 on their ACT and a 900 on their SAT in the interest of the diversity and inclusion that they talk about. Yeah, I can't speak to their admissions program because I don't have any inside knowledge about it. Uh, but you've identified a sort of a fault line that uh, that is why this merit fairness and equality framework is is so important right now. Let's talk about the birth, uh, the genesis of merit, fairness, and equality. You and uh, again, as I've read the the piece from yourself and Professor Marinovich, am I saying that correctly? You're saying it correctly. Okay, tell me about uh, how you guys came up with this. Yeah, so we we uh, outlined a criticism of DEI or DIE, and it was based on three points. It's unethical because it treats human beings as instruments to engineer a uh, sort of desired by some social outcome. Mm-hmm. It detracts from the core mission of the university because it's a distraction from the pursuit of truth and sometimes at odds with it. And it decreases the public's trust in our institutions because the public doesn't believe, by and large, in uh, these efforts. And so we wanted to be positive and propose an alternative that would be a framework that people could try to adopt at their own institutions. And so our alternative we called Merit, Fairness, and Equality, and we would get rid of these programs that discriminate against people on the basis of their race, but we would also uh, eliminate legacy admissions and athletic admissions, which tend to go to wealthy white students, and uh, we advise the universities that if they want to increase diversity, which is something that both Yvonne and I value, they should invest in education and uh, do it through educating, not through discriminating. We are talking with Professor Dorian Abbott of the University of Chicago about uh, MFE, Merit, Fairness, and Equality. Um, The viral spread of critical race theory in education over the course of the last couple of years um, you know, I, I think it has been growing. I think the entire diversity and, and equity movement has been growing for a while now. But, but when did merit start to become such a dirty word? When did get what you earn, uh, take what you achieve? When did that become such a, you know, such a, uh, a negative, I guess, for not only academia, but also just in, in American culture? When did telling people that you have to work for what you want become such a, you know, such a flashpoint. I think uh, that's been something that certain people have been arguing against for decades, but over the past five years, it's become more normalized in public discourse. The idea that merit is bad and that we should eliminate standards so that we can achieve what's being called equity, which is not fairness, the dictionary definition of equity. It's equal outcomes. So we can achieve equal outcomes regardless 
of ability or effort. Mm-hmm. What what made the last five years so unique then? Why why did it uh, get put on? Because I agree with you. I, I think that that has been going on for decades. But I agree with you that in the last you know four or five years, whatever the case might be, that it has really gone on steroids. What changed in the last five years? The only thing I can think of that comes to top of mind is that four of them were with President Donald Trump, which sent a lot of people into a into a tizzy. No, I'm not a political scientist. I'm a physical scientist. I mm-hmm. spend most of my time. Uh, you know, playing with equations in computers. So I can't give you a complete analysis of what's changed. Uh, all I can say is a group of people who wanted to push this idea organized and got it out into the public. And so if you disagree with this idea, then you can organize and get your ideas out into the public. And that's the best way to respond. The, I respect the fact that you're a physical scientist and you are all about equations, but I, I would I would assume that you have to include the the political component into those equations, right? I mean, it's not it's not a secret that the diversity, inclusion, and equity uh, um, mantra is being pushed by the American left on the ideological scale, if not the outright Democrat Party. And uh, those who would be a little bit more in tune with what you're pushing with MFE would certainly be on the right side of the politi- political spectrum. So it is a it is a part of the the equation, right? So it's, this is an important point to make. It's not so simple as right versus left. Okay. So 75% of Americans think that only job qualifications should be taken into account in hiring and promotion. So that includes the majority of all races and both parties. So this is a centrist position that has broad support across the political spectrum. But, uh, yeah, so I guess that's what I would say to that point. Well, I, I, and that's good to hear. I, if, if, you know, in the centrist world or the moderate world, the, the people are supporting this. That's what I, that's what I think most people should aspire to, uh, is, is equality of opportunity. You know, this country has never been about equity. A lot of people don't understand. You just, you provided the definition. Everybody knows that equity is equality is, is meaning the same outcome for everybody, but equality is the equality of opportunity. And you don't, aren't necessarily going to end up in the same place. Two people of the same opportunity won't necessarily end up in the same place if they don't do the same things, put in the same work, make the same life choices, and so on and so forth. What the diversity, inclusion, and equity crowd seems to want to say is too bad. If you worked harder uh, and and you have more merit, uh, you know you still can't have more than this guy has over here who didn't want to work quite as hard. That's not in keeping with the fundamental values or the foundational, uh, you know, um, or the foundation of this country, is it, Professor? No, I think it's it is a foundational critique of American society. And I think uh, that's not straw manning the other side. That's what they would say, too. It's a foundational critique of our entire society. And that's why there are attacks on the Constitution, attacks on our history, because the idea is we want to throw away and do something totally different. And the other thing I would add to what you just said is that it's not just about uh, this person comparing this person with that person and saying, oh, we're going to make them equal. What One additional component that's being introduced here is we're comparing this group with that group. Correct. Thank you for that. And, and, and when we talk about groups, again, this kind of gets into political, the political realm. 
because race and and gender or or sexual orientation is a huge huge part of of the DIE movement. Uh, it, it you know it, the groups that we're talking about here oftentimes are, are racial or ethnic or sexual minorities, and those are the groups that are kind of being uh, coddled right now or catered to by most in the academic communities. Yeah. So uh, just to give you an example, suppose you have a young Asian student who comes from an immigrant family, uh, a a male, he will likely be discriminated against in many academic contexts just because he belongs to the wrong group. And that's the sort of thing that has upset me and uh, made me want to speak out on these issues. And I'm so glad you are. That is so true. And I think the Asian community is being used and abused, quite frankly. It just depends on how, how they can be of the most use. They're a minority group when they need to be a minority group, and then they are considered to be white when it comes to achievement standards. Saying, well, they're not really minorities. They're just, they're just like white people. They have higher achievement in school, higher achievement in, in, in earning income, earning, earning uh, capabilities, and so on and so forth. So the Asian community, I think, is very much used in a uh, you know, in a, in a, in a political way. Uh, last thing for you, Professor Abbott, um, and, and again, I really, really support and appreciate what you and your colleague, uh, uh Professor Murnovich have done here with MFE is how do you get it in? How do you get it, um, to be adopted? How do you get this framework into education, into schools, either K through 12 or colleges? Yeah. So we talked earlier about what alumni can do. I right. think that's really important. Go to your institution and tell them. Uh, what you think, and only give them money if they're willing to adopt that. And then also talk to your lawmaker and say, you know, we'd like you to look into how we can uh, get this sort of framework adapted, at least at our public institutions, but also at the institutions that we fund. So I'm at the University of Chicago, which is a private institution, but a large portion of our funding comes from the federal government through, through direct grants for scientific research, but also through grants to students for them to pay for their education or else loans for them to pay for their education. So speak with your lawmaker about uh, how we can get these sorts of principles, programs adopting these sorts of principles uh, broadly adopted throughout. Uh, have, have you had uh, audience with uh, any lawmakers over this? No, I have not had an audience with any lawmakers over this. But if there's anyone who's listening who uh, knows people you know talk to them about that i do know some people who fit that bill and i just wondered if you had uh, already made any inroads there because i would love to be able to broker that i think it is that important if you could connect me with them that would be great Thank by you. all means well we will stay in contact uh in fact let me put you on hold here as we end our conversation so that we can make sure that you have my contact information and vice versa so that we can make sure uh you know if there is something to be done there that it gets done professor uh, dorian abbott university of chicago thank you so much for your time Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you, sir. All right, let's put him on hold there. And uh, that's where Scott Wilder is as well. He's on hold. We're going to come right back to him, get an update on our extraordinarily important one-day pre-born ministry donor campaign, Save Babies Lives. While we go to this commercial break, you need to be dialing 833-850-2229. That's simple. It's 833-850-BABY. Save Babies Lives by donating right now, and we'll be back with Scott Wilder for updates right after this. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store.
Okay, 1025, now we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks again to Professor Abbott. Extraordinarily important information that he had to share. And that program, that framework of education, MFE, read it and study it. Uh, I'll put it on my socials as much as I can with Gab and MeWe and Facebook and others. Uh, you really want to you really want to support that in any way that you can. It's uh, It's very important. Nothing is more important than life, though, particularly saving the lives of the most defenseless people among us, and those would be the unborn, the youngest and most defenseless. Joining us again is now Scott Wilder, who stayed with us throughout this program and will be here with us until 11 o'clock from Preborn to tell us how we're doing in the mission of saving lives. Scott? Yeah, thanks very much, and what a pleasure it is. Let me make sure the phone number is well-known, 833-850-2229. Ed in uh, Brunswick said, I want to save a baby. He called the number, 833-850-2229. And then you have uh, Lisa in Brunswick who said, I want to save a couple of babies, and she went online to whkradio.com. And so, and by the way, I, I mentioned earlier that we will respect your desire to be anonymous. We know there are some people listening right now who maybe if you could go back in time, you would do things differently if you just had known then what you know now. And so you want to make sure that girls and women right now in your position where you were 10, 15, 20 years ago uh, will make a decision that they will uh, love that they made uh, and they would make again and again and again. Uh, and so you want to provide the truth. Listen to a couple of comments we've had in the last couple of minutes. I wish I could give more donating on behalf of my birth son. He's now 34 years old. I met him five years ago, attended his wedding three years ago, and met my birth granddaughter last weekend. You get the story there? That's a mother who had put her baby up for adoption. She chose life. Uh, Today, you can come alongside girls and women and say, we're going to provide the truth in love, not wagging a finger in the face, but in fact putting an arm around the shoulder. Let me tell you a brief story. Uh, I was talking to a center director in a major city and said, well, you know, I knew the answer to the question, Bob. You know what it's like on the radio. You ask a question of the answer to because you want them to say it, not mm-hmm. you to say it. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her, uh, the, boy, the power of the ultrasound is just really something, isn't it? And she said, you know, the, the picture is important, but let me tell you, every single time we have a girl or a woman coming in, we encourage them to bring someone with them. It could be a girlfriend, mother, father. It could be a friend. It could be the father of the baby. It could be a sister. And I remember she said early on, we had a, a girl that brought in her, her boyfriend. They were high, sophomores in high school, unmarried, so 15 or 16 years old, whatever they were. And uh, they were on their way to get an abortion. By the way, Planned Parenthood is is working every single day very hard. They're the number one provider of abortions in America. And the number one competitor for Planned Parenthood is preborn. But back to the center. Uh, the young lady was there. She was on the table, very quiet and dimly lit room. She saw the baby on the screen. The boyfriend is in the corner of the room, hat on, uh, a phone out, head down, body turned away from all the action. She said, as her eyes filled with tears, come look at this. Come look at this. He never budged. The center director told me, she said, but then we put the Doppler on her belly. And the sound of the baby's heartbeat was resounding in the room. And he put his phone down and he stood up. His eyebrows went up. His eyes got big and his finger went to the ceiling. He said, that's a baby. And they chose life that day. We hear stories like that all the time. 
So when you are providing the truth to a girl right now, a girl right now, right here, is finding out she's pregnant. And whatever memory she makes at this time of year is going to be the memory she will have at the beginning of the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, stockings, gatherings. It will be that memory for the rest of her life. Call right now, ultrasound, save babies. We already saved 120. We want to save about 75 more. 833-850-2229. This is the only day, and there's a dollar-for-dollar match in place. Uh, so whatever you do is going to be doubled when you call right now, 833-850-2229. You know, um, finding out you're pregnant, uh, being pregnant, and telling other people about it, there's no better time to tell other people for the first time that you're pregnant than the holiday season. And there is no worse time to hide it. And today, you can make sure that girls and women have the truth as they come upon this truly life and death decision. Because if we don't do it, it's not going to be done. If the pro-life community won't stand up, nobody else will. So that's up to you, and this is our only day. In fact, our last 30 minutes, 833-850-BABY is 833-850-2229 or online at whkradio.com. That that story you just told, Scott, of the disinterested or the scared boyfriend who just did not want to confront the reality, being overtaken by the sound of that heartbeat filling the room, that's phenomenal. We have more of those stories, some of them told in their, in their own words, of, of young women whose lives were changed and whose babies' lives were saved simply by that ultrasound. And we're going to share more of those as we continue. As Scott just said, last 30 minutes for you to donate. It's a one-day campaign, and we want to save as many lives as possible. Call eight. Well, during the news, pick up the phone. You're not going to miss anything. Call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, and we'll be back. president is incoherent doesn't mean you have to be the bob france authority keeping you politically coherent on am 1420 the answer all right 1038 now we continue on am 1420 the answer down to the last 22 minutes for our one day only pre-born campaign our donor campaign to try to save the lives of babies by opening the eyes and the ears of moms uh, through the use of ultrasound technology, which has just been proven time and time and time again to save lives. Uh, Scott Wilder with Preborn is with us. Scott just told an amazing story uh, of a mom, uh, a young mom, who uh, just did not know what to do, and her boyfriend, the father of the child, who stayed in the corner of the room and didn't want anything to do with any ultrasounds. And and we're going to hear more stories. In fact, I'm going to tell Alana's story here in a couple of minutes, or let Alana tell it in her own words. Because, uh, mm-hmm. Scott, you know, uh, unexpected or unplanned pregnancies can happen to a lot of different people in a lot of different stages of life. Sometimes they're sadly, you know, high school girls, teenage girls. Sometimes they're moms in their 30s who have already had women. And sometimes they're college students whose lives can't be turned upside down. They think no, by true, a baby. True, and uh, Alana's story is a great one there. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I'll have to say the phone number real quick is 833-850-2229, 833-850-2229. We've saved already 163 babies in the last hour and 40 minutes. Uh, so our goal was to save 200 babies in two hours because this is our only day. And whatever we do uh, today is going to be matched dollar for dollar, but it is the only day. I know you want to get to Atlanta, and I love her story. Yeah. Uh, but let me let me share one uh, note that we got and we share with permission uh, from a woman who said, I want to save five babies. Babies. Um, the phone uh, the phone again is 833-850-2229. She writes, at 18 years old, I had an unplanned pregnancy and made the terrible choice of abortion with the support of my family. Out of all the mistakes I've made in my life, this is the one that had been most devastating. If I had the chance to see that baby on an ultrasound at that time, Maybe I wouldn't have taken the advice of my dear family members who didn't know any better. I most definitely want to help in saving the lives of these little babies. But I also want to spare other young women from going through the same thing I did. As the mother of young children today, I can say with all certainty that the love a mother has for a child will outweigh any fear and hardship a young woman might be facing in the midst of this decision. Thank you for what you were doing in his name, and God bless you all. The phone number is 833-850-2229. We've saved 163. We want to save 200 in the next couple of minutes. 833-850-2229. Thank you, Pamela. Said I'll save three. Just uh, called a couple of seconds ago. 833-850-2229. Ultrasounds save lives. Dollar for dollar match. What we raise here stays here. And this is the only day that we're doing this. You know, Planned Parenthood works 365 days a year. Uh, so, by the way, does Preborn work 365 days a year with the number one competitor for the number one provider of abortion, which is Planned Parenthood. The number one competitor is Preborn. They hate Preborn. Um, and the only day we're going to talk about this here is the next 19 minutes. How many babies will you save? This is your only chance to do this with us and to get the dollar-for-dollar match, 833-850-2229 or online at whkradio.com. You know, Scott, that part about Planned Parenthood is uh, it's so important. You know, um, Whereas preborn wants moms to see their babies as babies, Planned Parenthood does not see babies they see dollars they see every pregnancy as an opportunity to monetize uh you know and and to increase their own profits so uh, maybe just another way to kind of uh, impress upon people the importance of these donations every dollar that you give to save babies at preborn uh is a dollar you take away from planned parenthood a dollar you take away from their opportunity to continue their mission of uh, maximizing profits uh, at the expense of lives, babies' lives, and lying to mothers. You know, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to. I do want to tell you that, that we did a little research, mm-hmm. and nobody knows the cost of abortions or rather, rather the price of abortions more than Planned Parenthood and the nationwide sure. average of what it costs to take the life of a baby at a Planned Parenthood facility. Understanding that you know gestation length and all that, and communities and states are different, but the average is one thousand eighty-four dollars. One thousand eighty-four dollars on average at a Planned Parenthood facility 
can take one life. $1,084 with preborn can save 38. That's that's exactly what I was getting at. I didn't know that number, and I'm so glad you gave me that statistic. That is exactly the point that I'm making. Not only are you saving lives by donating to preborn, you are literally taking money away from the butchers who want to continue to take lives, those, of course, mm. at Planned Parenthood. That is so well said. As we listen to the story of Alana, uh, again, keep dialing uh, 833-850-BABY, as Scott has given you, 833-850-2229. Or if you're on our webpage, go to that big red banner right across the top there that says... Save five babies' lives for one hundred and forty dollars. Please click that while we listen to Alana's story, which is uh, is 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 quite an incredible one. Again, a little bit of a different uh, type of person at a different phase in her life who came up to this very difficult decision to make. And unfortunately, we seem to have an audio glitch here. I'm going to try this one more time. And uh, if you have Alana's story there on your side of the I, board, I have uh, it here. Uh, Scott, go ahead and share that with us, would you please? Oh, I can play. I can play. This is this is Elena. The number again is eight three three eight five zero two 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 nine. Before I got married, I was on a full scholarship at George Mason University for lacrosse. I was also on Team Canada, playing for the World Cup team, and so I had all these dreams and hopes of pursuing professionally as a lacrosse player, then developing into a Division One coach, and I already had my whole route planned out. So we got married. My husband was on board, and my number one cheerleader saying, "Yeah, that's awesome." And then we got married and found out I was pregnant with uh, Ethan um, four months after we were married. And uh, when I found out I was pregnant, I was devastated. And it was crazy because I was a new believer. I'm like, you know, this is my body. I don't think we're ready for a kid. We'll just have an abortion. You know, and it came out just that simple. I was just like, yeah, we'll just have an abortion. It'll be fine. You know, and I'll just go on my route that I already had planned. And my husband, he is a strong Christian man, was like, no, like, you just got saved. So I was like, what? Like, no, I have a plan. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I remember in the apartment, we were living in Rosemary Ridge apartment, sitting in the bathroom, just bawling, like crying my eyes out, thinking like, what am I going to do? And I just remember like, almost like a slap in the face, like suck it up. And it was God saying like, you have to have faith in me. I will take care of you. Like, this is what I have planned. I already have your life planned out. This is what I have planned. Trust in me. And I just like stood up, like not stood up, but I just was like, oh, okay, let's do this. They were never judging. They're always there, open arm, welcoming you. And of course, they're too saying like, this is your decision. This is you. Like, we're just here to support you and just educate you. And it was really cool not to be pressured. Like, you better keep this baby or you're going to like someplace you don't want to go. And it was just, it was really reassuring to know that. Again, no matter what I decided, they were there. They just wanted to obviously help guide me and show me what was available. And ended up having Ethan March 25th, 2011, and he was amazing. He was perfect. All you have to do is provide that ultrasound today. We're saving babies. Uh, and by the way, we're getting closer and closer to that one, uh, the 200 uh, baby. Mark Patricia in uh, North Ridgeville said, uh, I'd like to give $500 to save what 17 wow. and a half babies of 18 babies Cindy and uh is it uh, Illyria yeah Illyria that's and my Illyria said I want to save five babies uh Sandra and Norton said I want to save 10 babies Pamela in Broadview Heights said I want to give $100 Lawson in uh, Illyria also said I'll give $100 uh, and we're waiting on your phone call now and really only about 12 minutes left uh what I love about this is it it is not coincidental that you're listening right now. This is the only two hours that we're talking about this. 
and it, I believe it's providential just personally. I, I don't believe it's coincidental that you're listening. You are, you are listening right now and finding out that this is the single most effective thing you can do to stand for life. If you've ever been a person who has ever said, I'm pro-life, uh, this is a time to do something. Uh, this is not a time to do nothing. You know, darkness has no power. Darkness is only darkness because it is the absence of light. So if you're a person, you listen to what Edmund, Sir Edmund Burke said so famously, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil uh, is for good people to do nothing. Let me say it a different way. The only thing necessary for the triumph of darkness is for good people to refuse to take a side and light a candle. So you can't be neutral on this. When you don't take a side, you take a side. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. And today we're not doing nothing. Today we're making love a verb, something we actually do, because the doing is the proof that the feeling is real. That's what we're doing together today. So don't miss the chance. I would say don't miss the blessing because I think it is a blessing. I think we're blessed to bless. And so the phone number is 833-850-2222. Two nine or online at whkradio.com. And one more thing for skeptics. So many people say that, oh, you pro-life people, all you care about is till the baby's born. Then you don't really care at all. Preborn is, for 15 years, preborn is so much more than that one moment choosing life. It is a two-year-long mentoring process that includes providing free maternity clothes and baby clothes and diapers and strollers and cribs and formula, even help with education. If a young girl has not, we don't say drop out, but if she has paused her high school education and chosen life and then later has to figure out, well, what do I fill out to even do the GED? What is a GED? How do I get my, I want to get my diploma. I want to be a contributing member of society as best I can. Uh, we have assistance with that. If a young girl says or a woman says, I want to put my baby up for adoption. I have two adoptive nieces, and Bob, I'm the fishing uncle. And what that means is my siblings get to stay up at the cabin when the the whole family gathers, and they say, go fish with Uncle Scott. And so it's me down there. And I remember being down there with one of my adoptive nieces. It was me and uh, eight kids under the age of 10. And we were fishing. It was wintertime. She got close to the edge. She slipped in. Her little furry uh, collared coat got all puffed up even more, filled with water. She dropped like a stone. And you know what? I didn't think about it. I didn't pray about it. I didn't say I'm going to wait to the end of the day and see if I have any leftover energy. And if I have some leftover, I'll see if I can maybe give her some to see if I might be able to help her. She was in trouble. And I reached in and I grabbed her and I pulled her out. Now, I'm not saying that to, to tell you anything about me. But that's what you're doing today. A, a desperate girl right here is finding out she's pregnant. And she's going to carry with her for the rest of her life whatever memory is made by the decision that she's going to make in the next two weeks. And all we're saying is she deserves the truth as she makes that decision. That's what Barbara says in Fairview. That's what Robert says in Independence. And we're waiting on your phone call. Only uh, 10 minutes left. It's the only day we're doing it. Dollar for dollar match. We're saving babies. You're saving babies by providing ultrasounds today. 833-850-2229. saves 10 babies. $140 saves 5 babies. $2,800 saves 100 babies, providing 100 ultrasounds. Uh, do a monthly gift or a one-time gift. 833-850-2229. Scott, I've got three uh, responses there before we go into our final break of the morning and the last chance for people to donate during this uh, campaign today. 
Number one, I loved your darkness and light analogy, and you could literally take that and, and, and make it literal if you just think about the darkness of that screen and the darkness of the, uh, you know, of the, the condition as people are f- afraid, mothers or would-be mothers, pregnant girls and women are afraid, and then you shine the light of that ultrasound up on that screen, and that light mm-hmm. is what brings them uh, to, to an understanding, and it, and it opens their hearts and it saves their souls. So literally from darkness to light by way of the gel and the uh, ultrasound wand, uh, it, whatever you call the, the part that you, that you put on the, on, the, on the skin. But then number two, um, so important, and, and we should beat this thing you know, into the ground, make sure everybody knows and repeat it over and over and over again. What you said about providing assistance after the birth of these children. Because uh, mm-hmm. that is a that is a huge huge criticism that many of the pro choice crowd or the pro abortion crowd have. You don't care about what happens when a mother can't care for that child after it's born, as long as it's born, and then you stop. Preborn does not do that. That's so very important to, to hear. And then the third thing is we head into this break when you talk about adoption and what an important option that is, and giving you know mothers, pregnant mothers, uh, you know the, that that is you know as as a, a scenario in which they can still give birth to their baby and not be. Uh, you know, in the position where they cannot care for it. Had that not been done, no one would be listening to this radio show right now because it was in the mid-1960s, pre-Roe v. Wade, when it was difficult to get permission to have an abortion by a doctor. There had to be a medical condition. My birth mother had that permission, and she had a choice of aborting me, again, pre-Roe v. Wade, or giving birth and putting me up for adoption. Mm. She chose the latter, and that's the reason you're hearing this radio broadcast right now. So I hope people really understand this, this, the uh, sincerity with which we speak of, about this very important issue. Scott, we'll come back right after this, our final time out here, and uh, we'll get a... Don't stop dialing! During this last commercial break, by the way, don't stop dialing 833-850-2229 or go onto the website whkradio.com and donate before we're done at 11. Let's reach that goal. Let's exceed that goal. Let's save more lives. We'll be right back. All right, TikTok, TikTok, two and a half minutes left in our broadcast. Two and a half minutes left for you to ring that phone and uh, make that donation to save a baby's life. Scott Wilder with Preborn has been with us throughout the entire show today, trying to reach a goal of saving 200 babies' lives. Scott, how are we doing? Yeah. Uh, close. I- I'm not as good at ciphering on the fly uh, as uh, Ms. Chancellor, my high school uh, Algebra two teacher, would like for her <laughs> legacy to have been. But thanks to George and Roseanne in uh, Parma, who said, uh, I want to save 20 babies. Uh, thanks to Walter in Brooklyn, said, I want to save a baby. Robert in Independence said, I want to save a baby, and made that phone call to 833-850-2229. Still would need a few more to hit 200 babies in two hours. Now, I know we're up against the top of the hour. The, the phone number is alive and well throughout the day. It's a 24-7 phone number. And, of course, online, you can do that anytime. It's on online today. There's a dollar-for-dollar match in place today. What we like about doing it right now is we get a chance to thank you, uh, George, George and Roseanne in Parma and those in South Euclid and Independence and Fairview Park and North Ridgeville and Elyria and Brooklyn. And we're waiting on your phone call right now. And by the way, Desmond in South Euclid said, I want to do a monthly gift. So I, you know, I dig that too. I do a couple of monthly things like that. And every time it rolls around, it's like, ooh, a good time to remind me to pray uh, for exactly uh, the cause that I've decided to, you know, put my 
a wallet behind a little. It also spreads out uh, the stuff. It doesn't have to be a huge amount at any one time. Tom in Cleveland uh, called the number 833-850-2229, said, I want to save uh, three babies, more than three babies, actually, with a $100 gift. You could do a one-time gift, do a monthly gift. Today is the only day. Dollar for dollar match. Here's the number. I'll say it slower because people say we say it too quickly. 833-850-2229 or online at whkradio.com. Join us saving babies on this, our only day, standing so significantly for life together. Scott Wilder, thanks to you and all of the heroes at Preborn, and thanks to everyone for saving lives today. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.